Merry Christmas. It is a joy for me also to be able to worship with you today. It's good for us to be reminded of the Christmas story and sing the music in this wonderful season. So thank you to the worship team and all the staff and volunteers that made this opportunity possible. Believe it or not, doing all of this online rather than in person still takes a lot of work and a lot of talented folks to make this happen. And Pastor Debbie and I are grateful for every one of them. I hope you, have, you are having a wonderful day and evening with your family. And I'm praying that the presence of Christ will be made real to you in this time of worship together. It's been a strange year, hasn't it? A year ago today, we had over 1,400 people gathered at our two campuses in person for Christmas Eve services. We had our church all, churches all decorated, and like always, there was excitement in the air as folks came and gathered, and we sang carols, and we heard the Christmas story once again, a story that never gets old. This year, uh, because of the pandemic, we are live streaming into your homes instead of greeting you in person. Some of you are alone this Christmas instead of being with your family. Some of you are just with your immediate family instead of making the rounds, visiting extended family in various parts of the state or the country. It's different, and in its own way, it can be discouraging. Which is why I believe the good news today is that the Christmas story has a lot to teach us, especially during this challenging year. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago that Christmas is an unusual holiday in that it is celebrated with equal enthusiasm by people who observe it for religious reasons and those who do not. You might be watching online or listening today and it's the only time you've ever connected with a church or maybe it's the first time in a long time. Maybe you're stuck listening to me right now because you really love your family and you have to pretend to be interested while you're at their house. Or maybe you've been able to come around to uh, believing in Jesus or not. He's not all that important in your life. You believe that you're managing life pretty well all on your own. And we get that. And I think it's great that you're listening and watching today, even if you could be doing something else right now. We understand here at Redeemer that there are many genuine reasons for doubting and questioning the relevance of faith. And we promise that uh, you are still welcome in this church anytime. You're ready to investigate the Bible's claims about Jesus. We'd love for you to be part of this deal, and we'd love for you to make Redeemer your church home. That said, whether or not you celebrate Christmas for the same reasons I do, the virtues of the Christmas season, like family and generosity and kindness and joy, make Christmas a special time of the year. And it's interesting that whether or not we celebrate Christmas for religious or secular reasons, we're probably going to celebrate it in many of the same ways. During this Advent season, we have been focusing our thinking each week around a question that John the Baptist asked of Jesus. It's recorded for us in Matthew's Gospel. 
John is in prison and he didn't have long to live. And during his ministry, he had been preparing the way for the Messiah. He was a powerful teacher and preacher and convinced many that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. But in his final days, he begins to doubt because Jesus didn't come with power and might to overthrow the Roman occupation. He didn't fix all the corruption in the politics of Israel. He came to teach people and to show people what God was like. He came with gentleness and love and pointed people to the truth of God. John's question was this, are you the one or should we be looking for another? Are you really the Messiah or not? Today, I want to continue this teaching by looking at how three common characteristics of Christmas really are wonderful symbols of Jesus himself. And these three attributes of Christmas will most likely be included in many of our own celebrations, either today or tomorrow. And I want to show us how beautifully they point to Jesus, God with us. The first Christmas tradition that points to Jesus is Christmas lights. And I'd venture to guess that just about everyone listening to my words today has some kind of special Christmas lights going on in your home. Decorating our houses with lights makes perfect sense to me during Christmas. Maybe it's a display on the front lawn or a string of lights across your roof line. Maybe it's just the lights on your tree or some candles in the windows. Lights are a powerful symbol of the joy of this season. Consider how many times light shows up in the Christmas story. First, the statement made by the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus was born. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 tells us, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. In the account of the Christmas story in Luke's gospel, the second chapter, verse 8, it tells us that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance, the light of the Lord's glory surrounded them. Matthew's gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, speak of some wise men from the eastern lands who arrived in Jerusalem who were asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. They saw a light in the heavens, and they followed that shining star to Bethlehem. Light shows up all over the Christmas story, which is why it makes sense for us to put lights up to celebrate it. But there's an even better reason to hang lights at Christmas. Did you know that Jesus claimed to be the light of the world? Check it out in John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. What an incredible statement. Clearly it makes Jesus different than all the other religious leaders in the world. 
Islam says that the light of Allah shone most brightly on his prophet, Muhammad. Buddhists claim that there is a light inside of you that sets you on a journey to find inner enlightenment. But of all the founders of religion in the world, all of the leaders of religious movements, Jesus stands apart. He didn't claim to just shine a light upon our pathway in this world. He claimed that he was the light of the world, which is quite an audacious statement when you think about it. But Jesus was never afraid to make such polarizing statements declaring himself to be God. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. John 14, 9, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. People may want to shuffle Jesus into the category of just being a good teacher or a moral leader or the founder of a religion but he doesn't allow that option. He tosses, I am the light of the world, out on the table and makes us ask ourselves if it could possibly be true. Now, for those of us who have decided to believe him, we can easily see how light is a good metaphor for Jesus. What does light do for us? Let me ask you, how many of you have a nightlight of some sort in your home? I have a bunch of them. If I have to get up during the night, I don't like stumbling around in the darkness. Well, what does that light do for us? First, it makes the room less scary, doesn't it? Be honest, darkness can be kind of scary. But as soon as we turn on a light, we realize that we're safe and we can see where we're going. In a similar way, Jesus takes the scariness out of life itself. In Romans 8.31, the Apostle Paul states, If God is for us, who can ever be against us? In other words, what should we be afraid of? Nothing. We aren't afraid if God is by our side. Psalm 23 says, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Second, light helps us to navigate safely. We have headlights on our cars for driving at night. We have flashlights or candles handy when the power goes out in our homes. I use that flashlight feature on my cell phone far more often than I ever thought I would, just to see in things and under things where I need light to penetrate the darkness. Light gives us confidence to move forward. Well, with Jesus walking near us, we can safely move forward in life knowing that our good shepherd will safely navigate us through even the most difficult of valleys. Fear does not have to rule our life, even when it is invis an invisible virus challenging our life and our livelihoods. So when we turn on the Christmas lights today or tomorrow, remember why they are a perfect pointer to Jesus, the light of the world. Here's a second characteristic of Christmas that perfectly points to Jesus, and it's gifts. Giving gifts to one another. Christmas presents. Now, if I'm honest, I have to admit that the gift thing can be kind of stressful 
It's difficult to, to find just the right gift. Anyone else struggle uh, to know what to get people? In our house, choosing Christmas gifts is like my worst talent. I'm not creative, I'm not imaginative, I'm, I'm terrible at it. But fortunately, Jan is very good at it. She can figure out what each one of the kids and grandkids needs and wants, and even throw in some surprises along the way. It's a lot of work, along with the ordering or the shopping or the wrapping, but seeing our kids or grandkids' faces on Christmas morning, it's worth the effort. And when you find that perfect gift, it just feels great, doesn't it? It feels good to be able to watch someone open a gift you know that they're going to love. We love giving gifts, big or small, expensive or not, but it is one way to demonstrate to the people around us that we love them. Well, in Jesus, God found the perfect gift to demonstrate to us just how much he loves us. We don't give gifts at Christmas just to celebrate the generosity of the wise men. We give gifts to celebrate the generosity of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's a question for you. Is a gift really a gift if you try to pay the person back who's giving it to you? Can you imagine your grandma giving you a gift and you open it and it's a pair of socks? Thanks, Grandma. I needed those socks. And then you reach in your wallet and you pull out a $10 bill and give it to her. You would offend Grandma, wouldn't you? Maybe we were hoping for a pair of those new wireless earbuds, but Grandma got us socks. And we just humbly received the gift with gratitude. Well, the Apostle Paul teaches us that through Jesus, there is an abundant, eternal kind of life that awaits anyone and everyone who wants it. Our sins have earned us a whole lot of trouble. But through Jesus, God came to deliver to us a free gift, the gift of an abundant and significant life. And it's available to all who will receive it through faith in him. We don't have to buy it. It's a free gift. Lights and gift giving are perfect symbols for what Christmas is all about. Jesus, God with us. What else? Well, to be truthful, I struggled to limit myself to only three characteristics of Christmas. We could talk about generosity. I know that many of you have reached out, especially this year, to help people in need of the Christmas spirit. That's very Jesus of you. And that's acting very much like our God who generously provides for all of our needs. We could also talk about family, and that makes sense because through our faith in Jesus, we have fellowship with God and are brought into the family of God. Or we could talk about food. Jesus tells us that he is the bread of life, and those who eat the bread, Jesus said, will never go hungry again. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. 
See, all of these are great symbols and can be a great encouragement to us in this Christmas season, but I'd like to talk about something different than all of these other things. And this is the last characteristic of Christmas that points us to Jesus, and that is joy. Did you know that when we say the words Merry Christmas, the word Merry means, among other things, lively, spirited, cheerful, joyful, happy? When we say Merry Christmas, we are speaking a blessing upon another person. We are wishing them peace and happiness and joy, joy to the world. The Lord has come. When the Magi saw the star, Matthew tells us that they were filled with joy. What did the angel tell the shepherds? I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people, and all people includes you and me. So let's close today by speaking a blessing to each of you. It's been a rough year. Some of us have lost loved ones or lost jobs, or lost our business. Some of us have lost the opportunity to be in school, to go through graduation ceremonies, to play our favorite sport. Some of us haven't been able to see uh, much of our extended family, or travel where we've needed to go, or even be in church together. But Jesus is aware of all that we're going through, He's out ahead of us in this pandemic. He cares about what's going on in our lives. And he's the one we wait for. He's the one who will one day rid this world of all of its evil and establish his kingdom in its place. So this blessing today is for you. Merry Christmas. God is with you. Merry Christmas. God is for you. Merry Christmas. Jesus has thrown open the doors of the kingdom of, of light, and it's available to anyone who wishes to step through it through faith in Jesus. Merry Christmas. God loves you. Merry Christmas. God will take care of you. Merry Christmas. There's hope for a fresh start, for a new beginning, for a second chance. Merry Christmas. A new kind of life awaits each one of us. Will you open your heart to Jesus today and let him in? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Pray with me. Father, give us eyes to see the baby Jesus in a new and fresh way this Christmas season. Help us to see him as he really is, a king sleeping in a stable. Give us ears to hear the angels singing. Give us feet like the shepherds to go swiftly to Bethlehem. Give us hands like the wise men to offer him the best that we have. Give us hearts of love to worship you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.